Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, a debrief, a conversation on Northampton Town, Neil, Crew Alexandra One. I'm Tom Reed and today I'm joined by Wallach regulars James Averill, Martin Maloney and Stephen Tomlin. James, I'll go to you first. It seems to be one of those games of fine margins, but when you register zero shots on target, what can you really expect to take out of the game? Yeah, it was a poor performance. By far the worst performance under Brady's mannership, I thought. It, it was interesting to hear his, com, his um, post-match interview where he, he used the words revert to type, and it did feel exactly like that. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't appear to be much creativity. The tempo was very slow. You think back to those early games under him where it, we were passing the ball quickly. Um and it, there was just none of that. Uh, we looked really devoid of, of any ideas. It was it was a really disappointing performance. And it, after you know the, the first few games under Brady, where I, I, I could argue that we were the better side in all of them, uh, I, I feel like we've really regressed in the last couple of games. And my, my my fear is, have we had the new manager bounce, and we've only managed to get two wins out of it, uh, mm-hmm. or hopefully, as John Brady says, this is just another bumping what's been a very long road this year you hope it's the latter um i, I you know i, I certainly fear in, in in the last two games we we we've lost uh, a, a lot of the good things that we'd built under under john um and it's going to be interesting to see the reaction now on on tuesday because that's the first time i felt that he's given them a bit of a rocket after the game yeah and uh it, i mean the the, the 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 next two games are are massive, aren't they? So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of reaction we put in on Tuesday night. I listened to, or I read some of his um, pre-match comments, and he was talking about nullifying the opposition, and it just seemed to me, it was almost a bit echoes of Keith Cole, which worried me a little bit. And when I saw the lineup, I was thinking, is this a team that's just literally been laid out for a draw? And that's always a dangerous game, isn't it? Especially against a team like Crew. Um, Martin, just seems to be like, you know, one step forward, two step back uh, sometimes. Yeah, it was a, a huge disappointing day. I think, you know, can't obviously disagree with anything that, that James has said. I mean, I think what what really struck me was our our basics were really, really poor. You know, it was, and I don't know if the pitch has something to do with this, almost that it's dried out more now. 
and the ball seemed to be bobbling, bouncing off people an awful lot. And it was, you know, hopefully, I mean, I was I was really lifted by Brady's post-match interview because, you know, having watched that and it was awful, it was, oh, okay, the manager, probably there's nothing there that the ma- that I thought about the performance the manager didn't say, you know, and he fronted up about the selection and the re- reasons for it. So, yeah, got to hope, I think, uh, as we said, a, you know, a bump, a bump in the road. But I think with the last our last three games, both being all against, is it something like Posh, Hull and Sunderland? Sunderland. You're probably thinking now we've got seven games to save ourselves. And, you know, Oxford mid-table, Wimbledon right down amongst right down amongst us. We've probably really got to get, you know, we do really do with a draw at least against Oxford and we've really got to beat Wimbledon. Um, or you know some combination of that. Um, I think another poor performance backing on that. I wasn't too down about Doncaster. I thought I thought they played well at Doncaster. Um, I thought we were the better, we were the better side, and that still felt like progress against side or up around the playoffs. This was against a, for me. You know, a lot of people lionise crew and that for the fact they're good at bringing young players through and some great individuals out there. Um, Bang, you know, a bang average side in league in in League Two with very little to play for, uh, coming off a bad result, and I think they get as they saw how poor we were, their confidence rose, and um, you know, well, zero shots on target. The best you're ever going to get is a, a goalless draw, and I don't think they were. I don't think we were striving for a draw. I just think our players played exceptionally poorly. Yeah, uh, almost across the park, really. Um, it's it's hard to find many positives, but that's the manager's job. He's got to get them in there on Monday and get them back to where they were for that Oxford game and for that Wimbledon game. Mm. Um, Stephen, I'll bring you in here. I, for me, the flatness of the performance was what was slightly worrying because when you look at certain clubs in and around us, they're sort of rousing themselves or scoring goals or showing some intent on trying to get away from the situation but Northampton's performance was so flat and zero shots on target zero goals again it's just hard at the moment Steve to know where the next win is going to come from yeah it's really quite uh, downbeat isn't it really quite depressing really at the minute um I mean you, you say about the other teams really or what was the final score Rochdale did they did they drew drove three each didn't they um yeah. so even there you know p- p- getting goals against Teams at the top are like they're three two, weren't they? We were about a minute to go, but you can see other teams galvanising themselves, and we just don't seem to be doing that, do we at all? Uh, especially yesterday. I mean, last week weren't. I, I agree with Martin. Last week weren't too bad. It was a decent point away from home against a, a very good side, but uh, yesterday it was really sort of um, worrying. Uh, you, you're right, really. I really thought we'd go with with the lineup, the three up front. I really thought with the pace, would they really go after Crew? But it just didn't happen at all, did it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I guess we need to talk a little bit about the starting lineup because I think myself and James and probably a few others have been talking about Sam Hoskins and where his best position is. He's Mr. Versatile and he does a great shift for the team, but where is he actually going to be most influential? And we've said like playing through the middle, and then he gets played through the middle, but played up front on his own and it just seemed that just on paper looking at that lineup you were thinking right okay he's not the tallest guy he's not going to be um 
sort of you know going to be that influential in that role and you know he did have a bit of support with him of course and stuff but James do you reckon sort of the Sam Hoskins thing was a bit of a, a duff move from the manager uh I was a little bit surprised by the the starting selection I, I have to admit uh, I, I personally think Sam's best position and I've maintained this throughout his his career here is is just behind the strikers through the right. middle um but he, he doesn't have the physical attributes, I think, to to play that role up front on his own. I, I, re, I remember it was one of the last game. I think it was the last game of the season we got relegated under Stuart Gray. Do you remember we played away at Leeds and we played Andy Kirk up front on his own? And we just, yeah, I remember. It's just some things you just think, can't see it working. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, he, he explained after the game why he made that choice and I think it was quite refreshing to actually have kind of like a coherent explanation as to why he was making those choices I, I do think I, I'd have probably made the change at half time but when, when yeah. you look back at it, it it actually had very little difference on the result because he made, he made the change 10 minutes into the second half didn't he when we were still level uh, and, and we end up, ended up losing the game not playing that that way so um, yeah, it, it, I was a little bit surprised, but when you actually analyse it after the game, um, it's it, it's not caused us to lose the game. Um, no. if, if you know what I mean, we, we, yeah, it's not caused us to win it either. I think that that should be t- taken into consideration. But yeah, we lost the game due to kind of another lapse in in concentration for kind of you know a, a minute spell. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, in theory, I think you know what John wanted to see was was a high press against the side that normally um, passed the ball around a lot at the back. Yeah, but Crew did play a, a very different game, a more direct mm. game, which um, I'm surprised Artel wanted to do, given that he's so vehemently against it. Um, mm. Perhaps, perhaps only when it suits him. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but. You know, crew did the job. I thought they were very effective at closing us down quickly. I think they, they'd clearly been well drilled into knowing that we're a team that's not the most confident on the ball. So yeah. they closed us down quickly. And I think that's why we resorted to hoofing it, because we didn't have the confidence to take players on in the middle of the park when they were when they were doing the press against us. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, I, I can see why he did it. I personally, you know... Would probably have have, have gone with, with a different with a different lineup, but I, mm. I can see why he did it. But it it just didn't it just didn't come off. And we we do have to remember that you know this is a guy who's experiencing the football league as a manager for the first time, and mm. he, he he is going to make calls that don't come off every now and then. Um, so you know I, I think he'll he'll learn from that, and um, hope, hopefully like like he said, it's just a bump in the road, and we can move forward. If you look at it, I was sort of expecting at halftime, like you say, a few changes because he started with um, three strikers on the bench. So I was thinking, was he just playing a, a, a KG first half and then just launch those forwards on in the second half and try and nick a goal or two? But that didn't ever seem to come. Obviously, Edmondson came on, who's clearly not confident in front of goal at the moment. So, yeah, it didn't work too well. And you're right about his inexperience. Um, as a manager, but maybe he was trying to guard the team to an extent, extent because if we sort of went a little bit more open v crew, they're very capable of carving two or three goals past us. And maybe he was thinking, you know, a draw is, or a short, he's obviously not going to plan for a 
a defeat. But if it would have been Kane three nil, that would have put us in a terrible stead for the next two games. So we're the victims of our circumstances, and he has got his hands tied, especially in terms of the personnel. So it's a difficult one. Um, I'm going to go to you, Martin, on uh, David Artel's post-match comments because um, he just he used to play for Northampton. And I sort of mentioned it with the crew uh, commentator or summariser Peter Morse the other day that. It does feel like Artel's got a little bit of a well-balanced attitude problem on him, a chip on both shoulders in terms of talking about the cobblers. And after the game, he said the following. Um, he said it was, Artel said, I think it was a job well done. It was attritional on probably the worst pitch we played on. It was very <laughs> tricky, but we knew that and we planned for it. Now, the pitch was probably, for sure, let's not argue against that, but probably not the worst pitch he's ever played on and some crew fans have actually said their pitch isn't all that do you think that's just um someone who's um martin do you think that's someone who's just sensitive to their style of play and that maybe they're not as high up as the league as possible and playing against cobblers yeah it just seems a bit of a needle there um i'd, I'd say Artel is probably manoeuvring himself into the into the position I think in some cobblers fans minds that um certain other managers did in the um in the championship season like um oh what what's his name the ox uh Appleton. Appleton yes yeah um just with sort of well you know very very well um placed digs he's clearly a very very bright guy um and probably you know that they'd have been stung by that 3-0 defeat to Burton last week and I think there was oh, I stuck I follow on I think uh, about two o'clock, and Tim Oglethorpe was saying that when the team sheets were exchanged, Artel and his coaching staff are looking at it absolutely bemused at yeah. us. So I think there's probably a little bit in him. He clearly doesn't like cobblers, doesn't like the style, the style of play. You know the style of play we've typically done. Um, so I think there's a little bit that says we've tried to be too clever and now to be fair Brady's post-match comments kind of I think helped kind of understand that um but he's probably thought we've tried to be too clever and they've kind of toughened up a bit with their style and got a result so I, I get him being like but I do think I thought the pitch was awful um I think he's he's got a point yeah worst I've ever played on Probably not, you know. He, he's welcome to come down to Lingswood Park when um, Club Eight One Vets are, are playing. I'll, I'll show him some, some terrible ones or down the race course. But um, I think it the pitch was awful. I just think you know you looked at some of the cobblers' touches and miscontrols at some of theirs as well. I think the pitch could be very problematic. Just in sometimes you get away with it when it's a bit wetter. Once it dries out, um, those bobbles become a lot worse. So. I don't think there's anything unfair in what he said. Yeah. I'll genuinely say though, I don't find him a very likable, <laughs> very likable manager. And I know it's not the job to be it, but I think he sometimes opens his mouth where he'd be better off um, just sort of saying, yeah, we played well, got a result there. I'm, you know, I'm quite happy. I mean, one of the things mm -hmm. was, I thought that the pass for their goal was sensational, Yeah. but he doesn't seem to be able to resist having that dig. And sometimes that's probably important when you're building a team spirit and a sort of siege mentality that you probably want to have. Yeah. But I, just I think don't he's think full of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> just personally, I, I, I think he, he's a bit like Steve Evans. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to deny he's a good manager. I think he's done a really good job at crew, but some of the stuff he comes out with, it, 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 it insults your intelligence. 
I think. And I don't like managers that insult your intelligence. And the, 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 the pitch, you only have to watch highlights on League One to realise that it's not the worst pitch in the league. And you yeah. also have to realise that with the recent weather, none of the pitches are good at the moment. Yeah, There's been games called off left, right and centre. So the, the comments about the pitch are just nonsense. Uh, the comments about the style of play, he's entitled to an opinion. Yeah, I think um, I think there's an elements of truth there, but it's been hyped up, like you say, perhaps to to kind of wind us up, perhaps, and it, it certainly worked. But I I, I just think he, he he insults your intelligence. I don't like managers that insult your intelligence, uh, and I I wouldn't want him anywhere near my football club just because he speaks utter garbage. <laughs> there we go. You're probably not going to like what I'm going to say now, uh, James, because I think <laughs> I think that w- the, the best thing we can do is just not react to it. Mm. the more we react to it the more he'll do it and I don't think crew needs a siege mentality at all crew crew play nice football it, it just shows you know it's not very sporting of him to speak like that for, for starters but secondary we don't we shouldn't rise to it because I think he's got a point about the pitch the pitch isn't good it's totally over the top to say it's the worst pitch in the world but the pitch isn't good and their style of play is probably realistic you know better than ours and they're probably at the moment a better team than us right so I think the way we got to look at it is say, look, you know, fair enough. You think that we, we're working on how we're doing. We're working on that pitch. That pitch will be totally, you know, really good next season and show them out on the pitch. That's where we, we show him. And he's got the bragging rights because they've beaten us twice this season. We haven't controlled the ball well enough in either games. We haven't threatened them enough in either games. And that's where we need to be looking at sort of a bit more introspective and just that. I don't think we should react to it. Just like, just ignore it. That's that's the best thing because it just gives him. He'll be sitting there chuckling today. And <laughs> if he's listening, I hope I hope he is. <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know? Do you know what though? And I think this is sometimes either the genius or the madness of it. With Appleton and to a lesser degree, Curl during the championship season, I was totally. Why are you not getting wound up? Can't you see that is the object of what these managers are doing? Yeah, yeah. It's mind games. The funny thing is, though, I mean, Evans, I'll always, you know, it's it's hard not to dislike dislike him, and you know, certainly him talking about budgets, you know, maybe maybe he's not as all over like money as he as he was maybe twenty years ago when he was <laughs> time. But um, the thing with Artel is, it really does get under my skin, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should have been less critical back then because maybe there's just different buttons you press with people. And I get with James as well. It's like, yeah, you can tell. It's absolutely, you know, he annoys us. And that, yeah. He's, yeah, he's very obviously a wind-up merchant. And, yeah. Mm. Um, but at least be subtle about it. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, my, that's my thing. I've got no problems with the comments that he said in the past about the playing style, etc. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they were, you know, it's not nice to hear it about your side, but it was fundamentally mm. true, frankly. Yeah. Um, but the, the pitch comment is just nonsense. Um, mm. So let's call it out for what it is. It's just nonsense. It's mm. not the worst pitch in the league. Yeah, no, that's 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 perfectly reasonable. I just think j- just ignore him. If if they're actually that good a football side, he doesn't need to be speaking like that because it's it's not sporting. It's a bit like uh, they're a bit, bit insecure about everything. So you know we've got we've got bigger fish to fry than worry about him too much. Um, let's move on to some of the stuff in the game. Um, there wasn't a huge you know amount of action going on. There's a few sky shots. I think Hoskins knocked one over and a couple of other people, but. One of the bigger talking points was Sean McWilliams uh, got a yellow card for, I'd say, quite a naughty tackle. I'll bring you on this one, Steve. I looked at it today and I reckon that could have been a red. He's quite petulant, isn't he, McWilliams? He, he frustrates me, really. 
Um, yep. he's, a, he's a terrific footballer. Um, he, he wins the ball back. But once you, once you, I think Oglethorpe said it. Once you've made that challenge, that's, that's him out of the game, isn't it? Mm. Uh, could could we have then perhaps um, made the substitute that we did make when he came off earlier, or and then you know perhaps put Oskins in the hole and then um, Watson Watson further back. Um, yeah, I think missing Salby off from from the bench yesterday as well. Perhaps we didn't have no midfield, did we, on the bench? If if, if I if I'm going to remember rightly, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a naughty challenge. Um, could could well have been a red on a different day. Um, yeah, it, it's but <laughs> it, it is frustrating. Because he's got to temper that at some point, because otherwise he's just it will just linger around League One and League Two, and I think potentially he's a better player than that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's always a fine line with players like him because that aggression is a real attribute and a real asset to him. So there's always going to be that fine line where you've just got to control it, I guess, and use it in the right times. And in a really important game like that, I think that sort of challenge at that time wasn't perhaps the best idea and but I did admire him for fronting up with the referee he was like no what, what did I do I didn't do anything and like <laughs> looking back at the video you did something you followed through there mate you didn't maybe you're not meant to do it but it was I do I do think and I, I think Stephen's spot on in that he's got this in his locker and he needs to he does need to temper it but I thought in real time I thought it's straight red I saw the replay I thought yellow was fine because what it's very clearly done He's kept his. He's gone. It. He's a bit late, but he's kept his foot on the ground, and I and I'd hope that's a bit of progress. When you may be thinking, I've got to fly into a tackle here because nothing's. You know, it's in the same. Other players will influence the game in certain ways. I'd like to think that that's a bit of progress on what we've seen. If you think about the sending off um, earlier in the season against, was it Hull or Lincoln? He got sent off against um, where he's gone flying in, flying in in the air. You know, maybe there's a bit of progress there, but I, I do wonder, you know, is it just something that's always going to haunt him? Because he just, once he puts that tackle in, he's he can't play as natural. You know, almost as soon as he's got a yellow, was about the point I'd be thinking, I'll hook him. You know, we got we got to try something else. Yeah. I just wonder if we'd have had another year of Alan McCormack here. That's the sort of player he could learn off, at the very least, mm. on that particular thing. Because McCormack is an absolute shithouse. But I tell you what, he'd get a yellow at any point of the game. He didn't get sent off at all for us, did he? No. But he was the sort of player you'd think, well, look how he plays. He's going to get a couple of reds a season. But he's clearly got the bit that says, I know exactly how far I can push it. And I wonder if that's something that, you know, if McWilliams learns to be that, then he'll be as good, you know, he'll be something along those lines of a player. If he doesn't, he's kind of doomed, yeah, to haunt the lower leagues, I think. I'm slightly... I love Sean to bits. He's excellent at what he does, but I'm beginning to think he's played he's played long enough now for that to have been ironed out. If he's going to, yeah. I think that's where I stand on it. Is um, it a bit like the Paul Scholes thing? Well, like Paul Scholes in his 30s, and he he commits some horrendous. Fights. Oh, it's, you know, he just he's just not very good at tackling. It's like he's 30, you know, he's 33, 34. He mm-hmm. know, either he's inept. Or he absolutely knows what he's doing. And yeah, it's, dare I say, might he be someone who would benefit from a change of scenery? 
you know, maybe at the end of the season. One of our brightest hopes. But he's been been there, you know, all through some fairly horrible mm-hmm. times with us. Maybe some different voices, different environment. He might excel because it might be just with being a local lad and having that kind of ad, that added pressure that you feel doesn't necessarily bring the best out in him. Mm-hmm. I, I still want to keep him though, Martin. Let's, oh, I'd like oh, just oh, my, my yeah. heart does. But I think when you take a step back, you wonder, does it, is he ever yeah. going to be the best he can be at Northampton? I know what you mean. I want to keep him though, and, and just it, he can have as many red cards as he wants as long as he stays with Northampton. Let's just. just, just <laughs> <laughs> He'll only play four games a season because of four yeah. massive suspensions. Yeah. It's, it's interesting He's though. Run on <laughs> Not good for the lad though, is it? Go on, go on, um, uh, James. I think there's a wider theme here though that. I, we we commit a lot of needless fouls, I think. We give sides opportunities to get the ball in the box. So many games, so many times recently where I've gone, why have you done that foul? That's just a stupid foul to concede. And I don't think they can help themselves. Um, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're trying to be too aggressive. If, you know, they want to show that the, fan, the fans, that, 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 that they care, etc. But they're making so many needless fouls, I've noticed recently. Um, yeah. Thankfully, it's not come back to haunt us you know the last couple of games but there's been times you know I, I think back to earlier the season where we gave away so many needless penalties um and it, mostly they have been ironed out but we, we're still making some really dumb challenges and what it does it, it just means that we've got players on yellows that they've needlessly picked up and it means they can't play their natural game and they have mm. to play cautiously mm. and um I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that we're pretty high on the booking booking table if there is such a thing we, we usually are every season aren't we uh, yeah. i don't know whether that's just down to the fact that we've cultivated this kind of reputation as being you know a bunch of big enforcers really um so yeah i i think i'd like to see us cut down on the needless fouls you know let's 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 make fouls when they need to be done but similarly let's not give the opportunity every opportunity to get the ball into our box I think that's that balance when you're down there. It's so difficult. When you're down there in the relegation zone, you're obviously going to want to be seen to be really going for games. You know, you really want to be pushing the agenda a little bit. So sometimes you're going to be giving those fouls away. And I just, it just means that we are at the top of the pitch. We need to be much more clinical. And we'll go on to that now, actually, with Ryan Edmondson. Now, we talked about him probably quite a few times on this podcast over the season, and he does seem a a progressive sort of player with a bit of potential, but it's just that goal scoring, and uh, I can't remember the exact minute it was in, but uh, he, he was through for a one-on-one, basically. I think it was Watson who did a little crafty little chip forward for him, and it was just a one-on-one. There was various things he could have done with the ball, and maybe just trying to side foot it, was one of the worst choices. I was just thinking, why didn't he head it? The goalie looked mm. just for a second <clears> stop, just loop it over him with his head, and it just just didn't happen. And it just seems for me, I'll go to you on this one, um, Stephen. He just seems to be a forward with a real lack of confidence in front of goal. He certainly is, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you there. I just shouted, head it. And it, if he heads it over the keeper, it, it goes in, doesn't it, realistically? All right, there might be someone on the line stopping it going around the keeper, but... He, he was certainly caught in two minds and he just didn't know what to do. And it was like, basically what you say, it's just that lack of confidence. And he just, I think he needs a bit of a time out now. 
Um, and and realistically, well, you can't always say this, but if we if he scores that goal, they don't get their goal because really there's not then time to then go and score. Yeah. Straight yeah. after, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yes, okay, they might have scored a bit later on, but they wouldn't have scored within a minute of that, um, potentially, or more than likely. Um, yeah, it was a frustrating one, weren't it? For me, anyway. Um, totally agree with you, um, to be honest. It's just head it, head it over him. I know it's easier said than done. I'm, look, I'm no striker, but uh, it, it really... It summed up. It summed up our game actually. The whole the whole team that, that, that seemed to be sort of a something just missing there, and and, and yeah, it was a, it was a poor effort in the end. I think it's indicative maybe of having a lone player in such a key position at a really important time of the the season. I, James has mentioned that Stuart Gray season when we went down. I remember he was throwing the dice with different loanees and stuff, and just feels to me that if you're a striker playing for Northampton in League One, you need to be a confident finisher. You, it's, a, it's a good level. I know we say, oh, you know, League One, we're not in the Premier League, but we're, you know, the third tier of the entire tier of English pyramid. So there's players in non-league with confidence in front of goal. There's players on the Sunday leagues with really real confidence in front of goal. And I just think that if you're playing for Northampton Town on a Saturday, you need to be uh, a lot more confident in your finishing, a lot more sort of alert to things. And, no slight to him, he is what he is, and he's he's learning his game. But for me, not the player, and clearly not the player in that position. Um, Martin, do you sort of agree with me on that one? That we we needed someone. I reckon we needed someone without going to um, old school. Someone like a Pat Gavin, who although you know never never uh, was going to have a top uh, you know um, career in the game, he was hungry and he knew what what it took to win games at that stage of the season. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't, I don't... I'm not sure I do, if I'm honest. OK. I think... Uh, to get players in, you know, you can hit on a play game like we did with Callum Morton, and they, they turn out to have pretty much pretty much everything. Yeah. But, you know, we're at a higher level than we were last year, and, and you're trying to get people in who are going to improve it. And I think... Undoubtedly, Ed Edmondson has, impro has improved it. We are a much better side with him in leading the line, even if he doesn't hit the target. Now, specifically on yesterday, I think, you know, both, we've, we've said, haven't we, he's not sure what he's going to... You watch the replay of it, and it's like you see, he's like, oh, I'm going to head it. No, I'm, you can see him, almost his body language. He's changing his mind. You know, he needs some... You know, it's of all the players to give some time to think about what they're going to do. He's probably not the one you need, need it to happen. Um, but I do, you know, I think, you know, depending on what his issues are kind of off the field, he start he starts up front for me on Tuesday and, and on Saturday. Um, because I think we're a much better side with that fo that focal point. Now, unless um, Brady thinks that, um, Jones is ready to play 90 minutes, then I think we don't really have much have much choice. And I do think, you know, I, I, you mentioned Pat Gavin. I, I'm, I think back to who was a good striker who never really scored many at the start, and that's Steve, Steve Howard. It's, you know, a young guy had moved away to the North yeah. East, took him a little while to, to find his feet, end up going to Luton and scoring shed loads for a couple of years. Yeah. But I, I think for me with Edmondson, you know, as long as his head's in the right place, you persist with him because I think the rest of it 
work, you know, works much better around him. I think when we've been awful, you know, and I, you know, I've said numerous times on here, you know, our biggest mistake in the off season was not, mm. you know, not retaining Vidane Oliver. And, you know, mm. especially, you know, being he's gone to the club with the lowest budget in league one, you could have <laughs> Having that focal point, you know, whether it's, you know, really direct like Curl would play or where you're trying to play more football, if you if you're playing one one down the middle up front, if you're not playing four four two, then you need you need someone who's gonna work, who's gonna battle, who's gonna hold it up. Yeah. Edmonton's the closest we got to that at the minute, so I think we need to be getting the best out of him. You know, it'd be lovely if we loaned a Callum Moore and, you know, we can look at the non-league and see a guy scoring, you know, 30 goals maybe in the conference, conference South or what have you. It's really hard to make that, you know, the league, as you go up between the leagues, the gap is bigger between, you know, between each one. And it is tough. I think, I think Edmonton's a good player and I want to see him. I feel more confident in us if I see him starting equally. I'm probably not putting two pound fifty on him to score at any time. It's <laughs> yeah. almost like he makes everyone around. If you think of it in sort of computer game sort of terms, you know, Edmondson in your team, everyone else is ten percent better. Yeah, but at the same time, we're not scoring goals, and we've actually set a record for the highest number of goalless um, games at home. So, it, it, you know, goals win games. It's a goal scoring game, um, James. Martin's put a very well put together analysis there of Edmondson and a very fair one. I'm being more forgiving at this and sort of unforgiving at this tail end of the season where we literally need goals. And I think that players at League One level, even if you're a target man or you work hard, you still need that finishing ability. What's your take on it? Where, do you sort of side with myself or Martin or are you in between, James? A little bit in between because yeah. I think Martin is, is spot on. In, in terms of he's his all-round game, if Ryan Edmondson could finish, he would, he'd be playing in the championship, uh, in my opinion. Mm. But he can't, unfortunately. And uh, it was interesting to hear about the, the fact that, 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 you know, whatever it is, that there's some off-field issues there. And uh, it, it does understand, it does help me understand mm. what I think the position he's in at the moment. Because um, every time he, he is through on goal... I think, and I think Martin is bang on here. He keep he he doesn't look decisive. Mm. You could see, you could see him try two different approaches in that shot. Like you said, he was originally going to head it, and then he kind of had to change his body when he realised that there probably wasn't enough pace on it to get it in. So he had to change his body and 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 try the lob, and it just didn't come off. And every time he's been through one on one. He has pretty much either put it straight at the keeper or wide. Um, and yeah, in, in terms of where it, it fits in with our current position, it's a catch-22 position because he, he, he is right. We do look a, a, a much better side when he's playing, but we need goals. You know, draws are, at the moment, they're, they're OK, but we get, we're going to get to the stage where we need to win games to stay yeah. in this division. Yeah. And unless Watson is on it, we don't have anyone who can score a goal. No one who can score a goal. And that just... is a big worry. A big worry. And it's why I've kind of tempered my expectations with, yes, we've been doing well under Brady, but it's still going to be so difficult because we just do not score enough goals. 
Mm. Um, and there's no real solution other than Jones, I think, at the moment. Who but we do have very clearly, who very cool. well. There's Chuck Wamaker as well, but for whatever reason, yeah. Brady knows him the best, and he's not playing him. So, mm. I, you know, you, you know me, Tom. I'm a big fan of Chuck Wamaker, but no yeah. one knows him better than Brady does. And if he doesn't think he's ready for the first team yet, I'm very much inclined to, to go along with that because he is the mm. the guy who knows him best. So the only option we have is Jones. And he is very clearly yeah. not able to to play enough minutes for us yet. So we're in a catch-22 position where we're probably not going to score, <laughs> frankly. So do you have a player who we perform better under? And to me, that that, that guy is, is Edmondson. So I would be inclined to, to keep sticking with Edmondson, even though he, he's not going to score, because I think he brings more out of our other attacking threats, even though they're not great threats if you know what i mean yeah. um we're we're, we're 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 in a difficult position you know there's there's no there's no getting around that i don't think we're uh, all i wanted if i'm honest in january was for us to fight to stay in the division i think we're doing that uh, and you know full full credit for that but realistically i, I still don't think we have enough goal threat for us to mm. be successful in this battle i hope i'm wrong i really do but, but we do have goal scorers, so that's not necessarily true. Rose can score. Chukwamika is a very good finisher. Uh, the new guy, Jones, he can quite clearly score. I'd be interested to see looking at if we've ever had a settled strike pairing up front, even if we have we played two up front in, in many games going back. going no. back. So I don't think we haven't got players that can score. I think that the balance isn't right to put them in the right positions to to score goals and to use those sort of attributes. And with Chuck Wamika, we've talked about him quite a few times. Um, It's it's quite easy to go along with the line, Brady knows him best. You know, he doesn't think he's ready or whatever. We'll have to have this conversation in a few years' time. I think that Chuck Wamika will go into better things. I think he'll probably will leave and go on to do do better and show how good he is. But I guess that's still sort of futile now. For whatever reason, he's not playing, hasn't played the past three games, not been any squads. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. And I guess we started off with talking about Edmondson. And, you know, I just, you know, repeat that. I think a player at League One level should just, you know, I know there might be things going off the pitch. I don't know. I don't really know about that. We, but we, we might get to that stage, Tom, because we, yeah. we chucked Ivan Tony. Chris Wilder chucked Ivan Tony in, yeah. didn't he? With three yeah. games left and it paid dividends. Yeah. We might get to that stage yet. He might he might yeah. roll the dice <clears> for <throat> maker yeah. still. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I I would I would think if he, I, I'd be surprised if if he was holding him back just because he didn't think he was ready for 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 the challenge. If you know what I mean, you know, like I, I get what I get what you're saying. Chuck, I think Chuck Wamika will go on to have a good career, um, yeah. based on what I've seen of him uh, so far. But you know, Brady was his youth manager. You know, mm-hmm. th- th- there's got to be some reason why he's not throwing him in at the moment. So. Yeah. But but we, 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 we might, we might, like I said, we might reach that stage where Brady thinks I've got nothing to lose now. Um, let's let's chuck him in, see what he does, and he he, he could come up with an overhead kick. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think we're we're coming to the stage where we've tried everything and we are look to be going down, probably playing within ourselves. That's the way it's looking at the moment. So. I think that, like you say, at some point there will have to be something else tried. It's there's only so many games you can go through, especially at home with zero shots and goals, zero goals. It's just it's just sort of a dirge at the moment. But 
we'll see where it goes with that. Um, in any case, Crew actually did hit the net with their goal. Uh, it was a really good pass from Luke Murphy outside the boot. Really good technique. And Owen Dale scores on the acute angle. Um, go to you on this one, Steve. For me, I've looked at it on the replay, and this is always easier said in hindsight, but when Luke Murphy gets it, I was looking at, I think it was Bryn Morris. I want to see him closing down a lot quicker. Someone like Bryn Morris should, really should be trying to close him down, trying to pressure him, and uh, the ball comes through outside the boot. Owen Dale scores. Um, uh, Steve, do you reckon Mitchell should have done better with the shot, or was it just a really good finish? Sorry, I, I don't think he's... Mitchell's, like I've said before, I just don't think he's good enough. But you go back to the, where it came from first year. You're right. You're dead right. It should, it should be stopped by Morris. Or so, certainly attempted to stop. And it was Morris seemed to be going in slow motion. Um, yeah. it, was a, it, was a, it was a good finish. But uh, he certainly, you just think, keep your legs shut <laughs> with the goalkeeper, is what I said straight yeah. away when I saw it. It was like, it was like the old black wall tunnel with your legs, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've said it a couple of times on here now. Both our keepers are distinctly average. And, and it's a funny thing, because we, we seem to go down from League One because of poor goalkeeper. And I know that's not the only reason this time, but you go back in history, we've had the likes of Billy Turley in League One let us down. And like, yeah, granted, it's not, goalkeeping is not the only thing, but... Uh, yeah, it, it it worries me that he's the only... I mean, it's a shame Arnold's obviously injured, but, um, yeah, so I don't think it's going to get much better throughout the season with the goalkeeping. Um, but it was it was a decent finish, and it was a good ball, but there was a lot... There was more we could have done to prevent it, with most goals, really, let's be honest. Yeah, and as we've said, fine margins, we, we score, and it just completely changes the direction of the game, the rhythm of the game, and we might have been able to hold out, but um, Crew did boss a lot of possession in the last 20 minutes. They <laughs> were the better side. They did maybe just keep the ball a little better, bit better, and that does tire opposition out, so that's sometimes a good thing about keeping the ball. Um, I think, um, actually, going back to Artel, I think that it was quite relatively intelligent about it, actually. They actually started with the long ball, more long ball than we were. Yeah. Um, once they got the goal, then they kept the ball, so they could prove they could do both things, and we can't, can we? Really, at the moment. That's a really important point. Really did either one very well, unfortunately. <laughs> you stole the line, Martin. That's what I was going to come in with. <laughs> but that's a good point. I like a team that can close a game out just by keeping the ball, and that is something that I think we need to work towards. And as we said before. Um, John Brady's hands are tied with the personnel he's got on board and who knows the way he really wants to play but they just had that in their locker just to be able to finish the close the game mm. out um, it, it was a good finish I think you can be slightly critical of the goalie but he's he's a lonely goalie still learning his trade even though we've talked about that he's 20, 25 Mitchell he's, or, you know, he's no, older than we think but, pardon? He's 26, wasn't he? I thought you said. Yeah, something like that. But so he's he really should have learned a bit more about the game by the age he's at. But at the same time, he hasn't played that many games, so it doesn't feel the goal particularly for me. And he often palms no. it back into play, which is a bit of a worry. But you can't single out individuals really because as it, it's a team game, and if we go down, it will be a complete team uh, contribution to that. So that was a difficult one. They they won the game. Artel will argue they deserve to win it. Brady will probably argue that we were in a sniff of a draw, but 
we are where we are. We slipped down to uh, third from bottom, just a point or two off of the actual bottom of the league. So it was a it was a morale dam- morale damaging defeat and one we really could have done without. I just read some of the readers' comments out. We had quite a few um, from the game. Keith Buckby tweeted us to say. This one is on the management team. Every supporter knew there were no goals in that lineup. It was pretty clueless. Dave Harding, Welsh cobbler. Embarrassing performance, just as bad as Cole being in charge. Let's be honest, Edmondson isn't even a non-league player. That's wow. slightly harsh. We're going down. There's no <laughs> two two ways about it. Basically, Edmondson is going to be playing up front with Martin's Club 81 on next. Wait for it return 35. Uh, Deborah Halkins Hoskins up front Strikers on the bench Really League 2 Here we come Again That's that's a fair point I made that right At the beginning Three strikers on the bench Starting one up front It's a little Mm. bit There we go Mark Beresford How did it go wrong These players aren't good enough Can we stay up Nope So that's uh, not very hopeful Legendary Marvo On Twitter I felt the same way today When I had the lineup As I did at Wembley Under Boothroyd We might have pinched it Had Edmondson took what was quite a simple chance but the performance overall was abysmal and so typical of many at the PTS this season Max Miller still think we can stay up if we can get something against Oxford Wimbledon Shrewsbury then I think we're right in it Brady got the tactics very wrong today but we'll need to improve on Tuesday so that's a slightly more hopeful one um Rich and Booth Brady certainly doesn't rate or like Danny Rose who was our only out and out striker I think it's a fair point about Danny Rose sort of slipping out of contention I wouldn't suggest that Brady doesn't like him or whatever, but at a stage he did see him our most competent striker and he's just gone off the ball, just not been played. So that's a difficult one. Shane, uh, fair reality, tweeted us to say they've had a week off and somehow got worse. <laughs> Never got going from the first whistle. Some really poor performances today up against a very average looking crew. So that seems reasonable. Uh, Paul Newcomb, bad day at the office, could see the idea of playing Hoskins through with his pace, but unfortunately it never happened. Wasn't overly uh, on crew, but they took their chance when it came. We didn't go again Tuesday. Joshua NTFC going down. Edmondson is crap. Lots of players will be going at the end of the season, I hope. So, yeah, he's not pulling any punches there. Tim Bellamy. Just on what a few people said, effectively what what we've done, uh, we've skirted around it. We've talked about all our strikers. In yeah. a sense, uh, for one reason or another, none of them work particularly well playing up front on their own. Yeah. The only one you probably had to do did that would have been would have been Oliver if he if he'd have stayed. May, maybe Smith. I, I tend to think not. Yeah. But does that suggest then our biggest problem is scoring goals? We look we look much better at the other end of the park now. Yeah. Mm. Do we need to redo our tactics in whatever way to play two up front? Because I think. Yeah. If you then say, okay, we're not scoring goals any one of these up front on their own, and then the two the two wide men say, right, we go four four two or similar. Yeah. So we've got you know you've got combination of Miller, Hoskins, Marshall in your wide midfield. Because I think you then say, well, it's Edmondson and Rose up front. Mm. One of them's a natural goal scorer, and one of them's going to work his socks off, provide mm. chances. And I think we managers probably all have their their way they like to play and. and you know, Keith Curl certainly, you know, his, his inflexibility in changing that maybe wasn't what, co- well, might have been what it cost, cost him his job. It certainly didn't, didn't help him retain it. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if, if you're Brady and you think, well, how do I change, you know, how do I change this? 
everything else I think has improved. You know, I think the goalkeeping situation, I don't rate Mitchell as particularly good. But you know what? He's the one person who's got no competition for his place. And he's probably got quite a bit better in, re- in recent weeks, you know, since that kind of Swindon and MK games. Yeah. Get him. Sorry, Celtic has just scored. Um, <laughs> but I think, and maybe it comes easier with the fact that Sauby's out injured. He's actually no. Let's let's go to let's go two in the middle, and then mm. go. Up <clears throat> I, what's the word? It's crying out for it, wasn't it? Yesterday, I think. Yeah. 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 I think you could even go. You can even go more 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 stronger than that. I think he probably will have to if he keeps going the way it is. Two up front, and then just stick someone like Chuck Wamika off of the strikers, or you know, coming in off the wing or something. Just someone. We need players that are going to be able to finish, and I'm just really struggling for natural or even half decent finishes in that side on Saturday. It was pretty toothless. It's going to have to be a roll of a dice at some point. Obviously, it's a very, it's a game of chess for Brady at the moment. He really wants us to stay up, and he will do it, even if it's by one point. He'll be very happy with that, and so will we. So it's a difficult one, but the more games we go without goals and there's no finishes on the pitch, it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult, uh, very difficult watch. So we'll see what happens, but I'll just finish off with a few of the other uh, tweeters. Um, Tim Bellamy tweeted us to say, don't understand the tactics playing a small player up front, then lumping the ball up to him. Defenders didn't have to jump to win the ball. One of the worst performances I've seen for a long time. No idea and no direction. Uh, Adam Barbie tweeted us to say, poor team selection and distinct lack of plan. I won't hammer John too much as he's dealing with a bad hand, but he could have changed a few things today. 100% we can stay up, but we will stay up. Will we stay up is a question. The answer is a resounding no. So he's not looking too helpful for Adam. But Onyx Moore replied by saying uh, he did not play a striker. Hoskins, McWilliams looked dreadful. Marshall Miller playing is great, but we need to play a striker. Based on today, we would not survive in the National League. Object <laughs> display. Uh, John Brady, worst game as a manager and crew were poor. So we knew going into this podcast that it was going to be quite a sort of a depressing talk to to a certain extent. I guess we've got to look for the positives going into the game on Tuesday, the Oxford. They're obviously a good side and it's going to be very difficult. Maybe we'll be looking for Wimbledon a little bit more to pick up some important points. Um, James, what do you want to see out of the game on Tuesday, obviously three points, but what would you be sort of reasonably happy with coming off the pitch with what sort of performance are you looking for? Um, back to the early days uh, in, in terms of quicker passing, more attacking, look like we're going for it. Um, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't equate with a lack of effort. I didn't question that they were putting everything in yesterday, but um, it, you, you, can, you can look... Like you want it more if if you're attacking if if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So I, I want to see that if we're if we're looking for positives, we're we're not pushovers anymore. Um, mm. Before you know we were losing two nil every week, and then you'd have the odd four nil peppering in like Lincoln and, and Oxford. Um, the the big positive has been the defence. Um, Lloyd Jones again, I think was probably man of the match yesterday. He, he when you look at his stats, he has made such a difference. Uh, I, I'll admit, I, I was surprised for for a guy that couldn't get into our defence in League Two. Um, I, I'm surprised with how quickly he's he's fitted in and probably become our best player, frankly. Um, so that's the positive that we, we're not shipping goals like we used to. So 
we're always in with a chance now. Um, even if, even with the fact that we don't score many, we've got better chances of getting points. Whereas before we were losing games two nil, basically. So that that's the positive to take take in there. That even with a dreadful performance, we've only yeah. lost one nil, and it was to a goal where you'd think again you know you'd like to think we wouldn't concede a goal as soft as that again um in in, in the next game uh but yeah just we need more attacking threat we need more attacking creativity just we need we need to go back to how we started under brady which is getting forward quickly um rather than uh, slowing it down um that's what i want to see whether we get it is is it is a different matter i guess mm. Yeah, that seems reasonable. We're looking for small improvements at the moment. I think most of the people I've spoken to are fairly consigned to the possibility of us going down. And it's not it's not sort of terrifying me going down. I, I, I don't like League Two at all. And I've spoken to various fans of other team and the, the benefits of standing in League One are obvious in terms of the finances, mm. in terms of better calibre of teams, you know, Europe switches, your Sunderlands and stuff like that. But I just think the Cobblers are such in that transition phase. And there is talk off the pitch about you know, the structure of everything. I think that's really important, all that stuff. And I think we might have to go a couple of steps backwards to start moving forward again. Um, you know, for me, I want to see us much more comfortable in the ball. And that is that is something the crew managed to do yesterday in those final 20 minutes. They knew they could sew that game up, keep the ball from us, and we wouldn't have nothing. And then we just can't offer that. So you know, it might be a case of, we, at some point this season gets written off we come back there's been there's a lot of work put into recruitment in the summer we start the first game next season we look comfortable on the ball and we look like we can we can control the ball and we can open teams up by you know intelligent play and all the good football and stuff that we want to see if we're in that position you'd say okay fair enough if we just repeat history it's the same old thing we sign players that can do one thing but not aren't comfortable on the ball we it's all disjointed we try and force promotion that just falls away straight away if we do that again you know it's starting to do my head a little bit it's just <laughs> repeating itself so i think overall it's where are we going now i said we're at the crossroads now as a football club several times mm. where are we going now as a football club on the pitch and it just seemed like groundhog day these conversations we've had before james you could have probably talked talk last season or a few seasons ago and it would have been a similar thing so just seems we're at that point now. Um, Martin, you're an, an optimistic fan. Are you just looking for small improvements now and try and just scrape a goal here and there and try and just scrape up as best we can? Um, yeah, I think you know you don't you don't give up, do you? You know, league, it's great being in League One compared to being in League Two. Yeah. And when you've, you know when you're there, you need to fight to to hang on to that. You know, you you're going to be doing things differently next season, whether you go down or not. I'd rather be doing it having having stayed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, th- I think the tone in social media, especially could be people write stuff in like emotionally and people say we can't stay up or we are going down. Mm. It's, it's frankly, it's nonsense. Um, you know, you've got six sides there, all of which are very flawed and all of which could go down, but that means two of them are staying up. <sighs> we do not look much worse than any of the ones around us. We don't look much better than any any of the ones around us. So I think you know we need to, we need to sort of temper our pessimism a little. My expectation is we will probably we will probably go down, but it's in our own hands. You know we've we've shown you know the Plymouth game, the Portsmouth game, 
we could score goals and we could manage games. You know, the things that we saw, you know, crew managed the game really well after they scored there. We've shown that if we get a goal, we're well able, we're well able to do that. So I think, you know, disappointing day yesterday. And, you know, it's a couple of games that without a goal and without really looking like scoring a goal. But, you know, there's the improvement under Brady has been huge and we've given ourselves a chance and, you know, we need to sort of, you know, let's not be totally down. Um, you know, if we go down, we go down. So we've got, gone down, given it a good fight. That's fair enough. Um, but, you know, it's still within our own hands. You know, if we win, you know, five, the remaining 10 or whatever, we stay up. Mm, yep. Yep. That's uh, gives us some optimism and something to pin our hopes on. We've let's face it, we've done a lot of relegation battles in the past. We've engaged in a lot of relegation battles and we've won quite a few of them. So we can do it. Chris Wilder came in and kept us up, I think. And well, various managers have come in and kept us up. I think Gary Johnson probably did. So we can do it. It's just a case of has John Brady got enough armory at his disposal to do it? And has that new manager bounce already blocked? It's an important thing to consider. But Steve you supported the Cobblers a long time. Are you getting the sense that we're one of those four worst teams in the division or have you seen a little bit of hope that we can scrape up? Uh, I'm afraid I have. Um, yeah, you say we've, we've we've done well in relegation battles before. They're generally in League Two, aren't they, or the bottom yeah. division. I can't remember the last time we've mm. properly had a bit of relegation fight and stayed up in League One, to be mm. honest. Good point. Um, yeah. It's a massive uh, difference, isn't it? Four places compared to two. Yes, for, for, for sure, James. Yeah, it's, it, in fact, it's probably the hardest league to stay up in in, in a rele- relegation dogfight mm. because of that reason. Um, the, the, yeah, I came on an hour ago and I thought, well, we're definitely down. I've got to admit, James and Martin have perked me up a little bit. <laughs> um, I've got to say whether I'll spend me tenner or not on Tuesday night, I'm not sure, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we can do it. We, for me, I think we missed, in fact, the last couple of games, not so much last week because we're away for a moment. It's, it's slightly different. The pressing game has, seems to have disappeared a little bit. And that's where, under Brady, it's improved, it improved tenfold. And, yeah, we might run out of steam in the 70th and 80th minute, but, you know, it won't matter then if we're two or three nil up because we've done the job. And that's what's that that frustrated me yesterday. That that team for me, the forward line, was yeah, it wasn't. There was no goals in it. it you know, we, we've seen that, but there was also no pressing, and that really frustrated me yesterday. Look, that has to change for me on Tuesday. That's the big thing. You got to press, and, and, and yeah, if if you end up losing because you know they're they're just a better team than us, fine, so be it. But we've given it a right old go. Yeah, you don't really mind. Mm. It's all lining up for that game against Wimbledon to be an absolute complete humdinger, and I don't know what you can do to rally the troops. Maybe show them that that video of uh, told you before Pat Gavin Shrewsbury early nineties. Maybe just just something we need. We need. Yeah. It just seems to be a bit flat, and we need to get yeah. out of that really quickly because just a win again, even against Oxford, if we can scrape a one yeah. something like that can turn it, can't it? So we need exactly. a. We need something to produce that fight from him. And I don't know, maybe that's something that Brady needs to find in himself because he's yeah. a very quietly spoken guy. Can he actually rally the troops and get him going mm. and get him bang up for it? Because Cobblers, 
stayed up back in Shrewsbury with you know half a team hodgepodge of players you can do it but we, it just yeah it just needs a it needs that fight it needs that belief and we'll see I guess but we'll talk again I will say go on, I will say we, our record against Oxford in particular at home is pretty decent um, Oxford uh, Crew and Wimbledon are three yeah. teams that we seem to beat more often yeah. now unfortunately we've ballsed up the first one of those yeah <laughs> but let's let's go and win the next two then and we'll, we, we will be happy again next Sunday won't we yeah, exactly. Damn right. So we're talking again. Next hopefully, on the back of three points, well, at least three points, maybe six. But um, yeah, we live in hope as Cobbler Sons. That's what we all always done. So we'll see what happens. But enjoy the rest of your Sundays, guys, and we'll speak again next week. Take it easy. Brilliant. Cheers, all. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Have a good afternoon, everyone. What's up? Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.